Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. Hi there, I'm Alia Kamalova with teammate Kayleen Holden and guest co-host Kia Myers-Dugan. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. So being authentic at work can seem like a tricky balance. Many people feel like they have a completely different version of themselves that shows up to work each day. But how much of your true self is okay to bring into work? That's why on today's episode, we'll be discussing what it means to be authentic at work and four tips for staying authentic at work. And now this is The Females. All right, so this is kind of a big topic, but I want to start off by asking, how would you all define authenticity and specifically when it comes to being authentic at work. Aliyah, you are so right. This is a big, big topic and this can be broken down in so many ways. But I think for me, and this guidance actually came from a coach of mine from probably three or four years ago. And when I think about authenticity and very specifically being authentic at work, I think of standing in your power. I think of not pushing down or ignoring or stepping over, you know, urges or emotions that come up, you know, when you're tempted to really hold yourself small and, you know, try to be very unemotional or unattached uh, when situations come up at work. Definitely. Kayleen, what would you say your authentic self means? Gosh. Well, it's really funny because Kia, as you were speaking, that that answer was beautiful, Mm -hmm. by the way. And I don't think I have (laughs) quite as eloquent of one. But I am realizing that, thank God, this is a podcast because I didn't do my like camera check before. And you can see my (laughs) 
<laughs> dirty bed and my closet is open because my son likes to play in and out. Uh, <laughs> so it is kind of funny because I think we're, we are like bringing our more authentic mm-hmm. selves into mm-hmm. work right now because a lot of us are working mm-hmm. from home and it's just like life gets in the way. So maybe that is what it is. It's like being realistic about kind of what's going on in your life and not putting it on everyone, but just, you know, for me, I guess being authentic is like having the human aspect and always trying to check in with people uh, when something's going on and not kind of just always mm-hmm. keeping it business as mm-hmm. usual. Yeah. I think that's the key too, is like you mentioned, Kayleen, like not putting like, you know, like almost like too much information or something like that, being like extremely open or, you know, sharing problems with coworkers or something where it's like you're completely unfiltered but it's more of just like do you change do you change the way you behave in front of coworkers and um influencing like your personality on your work so because to me I think it's also like those small things so like yeah. you know the way you write an email like if that shows a reflection of who you are or um just small things the way you interact that you're not just becoming a different person completely even though it is a more professional version of yourself. You know, and people can always tell, right? Like when you are trying so hard to be someone or act a certain way in a way that is not true to or, you know, part of your personal brand, right? People can tell. People can tell when you are going, uh, and when I say going above and beyond, I don't mean, you know, trying too hard to do a good job. You're trying too hard to fit in a slot that you're better served standing out. And, but like I said, I think the important thing to remember is that people can always tell. And also, and I saw the social media post and it's so uh, appropriate here too, I think is that no one cares as much as you think they do, right? If you're trying to word an email in a way that sounds, you know, above your skill level or something like that, one, people will know, and people just aren't paying attention that closely to the small details that you're um, really ruminating over. You're, you're so right. Like, I think it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious if someone's <laughs> just, you know, changing completely. And you're just like, okay, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> I think one, a way this shows up a lot is through um, jargon, too. Yes. I give my little sister a bunch of crap because she she works at a very jargon-heavy uh, tech company. And sometimes she'll let a phrase slip. And I like basically never let it go because I'm like, you're, are you hopping on a call with me? Like, this is ridiculous. You can't talk to me that way. I know yeah. you. But I do think that like getting getting like submerged in that, like the synergy and the she told me that there was this new one where when everyone got on a Zoom call, they say we're at quorum. Wow, and I haven't it, heard that. It's like, why can't we just sometimes just use the Zoom? Yeah, yeah we're all <laughs> right. <here>. Fine. <laughs> works. Yeah, I think I also saw something like that on Twitter where when people first started working from home, especially with like a partner that they never, you know, were around during the yeah. day work hours. And they're like, okay, this person is completely different than the person I see after work hours. And now it's just like, okay, wow, you, this is how you behave. Right. Wow. It's just, but yeah, jargon definitely is one of those indicators. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I saw that tweet too, where the person's like, oh, so that's how you talk at work. <laughs> I think it was something like, she's like, I didn't realize I was married to the what, circle. Right. Back yes, that's, that's it. it. That's what it was. <laughs> um, all right. Well, up next, we'll share four tips for staying authentic at work. 
This episode is brought to you by Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods has got it. Think of it as your new everything store thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Instead of buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful, streamlined aesthetic. Plus, Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. One of my favorite products are the reusable food storage wraps. They are a great alternative to plastic wrap, and they look way nicer too. They are made with beeswax-coated cotton. They're washable, reusable, compostable, and most importantly, they will keep your food extremely fresh, cutting down on food waste. Public Goods ethically sources and obsessively develops each of their products so that you can rest easy knowing that your products will be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives. Public Goods is able to keep the cost of these amazing eco-friendly products low due to their membership model. And in case you need another reason to shop at Public Goods, they plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of the company. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. We worked out an awesome new deal just for the females listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage drops with your order. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash females or use code females at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash females. That's F-E-M-A-I-L-S to receive $15 off your first order. Now let's get back to the show. Our first tip is to know yourself. So ask yourself, when do I feel that I can't be authentic at work? Why do I feel that way? And how was, you know, my quote, work self different than my true self? So I think this is like before you can even try to figure out how you behave at work and whether you're being authentic is like just knowing and reviewing like your own personal values and because that's who you are, period. And it will come to work even if you're trying to hide it in some sort of way. Yeah, Aaliyah. I mean, this could be the whole episode right here Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, because the values conversation is one that people ignore and step over a lot. And the thing that it's important to remember is that your values, that's your internal GPS. That's the, those are the conditions or the states of being that drive everything that you do. They drive how you show up. And when you are doing things that are incongruent with your values, that's going to create a sense of really discord within yourself. You're going to feel like you're betraying yourself. You're going to feel like, um, you know, quite possibly that you have made the wrong decision in terms of how you're going to show up in a situation. So, so yes, like knowing your values and checking yourself against them, especially to your point where you're saying, you know, what is it that's making me feel like I can't be my true self at work? Because if it's a situation where you're not being honored 
you know, if people are leaving you out of situations, they're leaving you out of meetings or projects or not even giving you the opportunity because of your value system, then you have to check that against yourself of, okay, so if I'm not being accepted here, you know, my full self isn't being accepted, then is this the right place for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for that reason, this is super important if you're job searching or transitioning into a new role or company. But I think also great to do just as a review, even if you're at your same company and you're not switching jobs, because I think there's events like even with COVID, like that was uh, such an indicator for many people with how their workplaces handled something like that. I think that's like a time to reevaluate too. Am I still aligned mm-hmm. with this job's value, this company's value? And is it, do I feel authentic yeah. at work? Yeah. Because I think personally for me, it takes a while. I'm more, can be like more of a fly on the wall where I, I like to take things in. I could be actually very shy. So usually, I mean, I remember a friend of mine telling me that for the six, first six months we worked together, she's like, you didn't even talk to me. Like, I, I didn't know mm-hmm. what your deal was. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that, about like either like creating the environment for someone to feel comfortable or just like, Mm -hmm. is it okay to kind of like sit back and just take it in and, you know, ask questions when, you know, when they come up? I think there's a part where you just, I mean, if you're like entering a new job, for example, I think you just have to like kind of, you're still learning Mm -hmm. about everyone else. So, you know, it's, it's just being like, I think, empathetic or like a good listener to your other coworkers and like understanding like what is the cultural norm of this company because every company is different. But I do think that if you come into that knowing just like for yourself what your own values are and you like, you know, have reviewed that, then it's easier, I guess, to maybe like go in. But I do think it is a lot on the company too. Like, I don't think it's just like you have to feel comfortable <laughs> to be to be your authentic self. Well, you know, and the I'll just add to that is that, you know, communication plays a big part in this. So, you know, Kayleen, for your part of, you know, saying that you're really the type of person that sits back and likes to absorb, you can just, I think this is part of being your authentic self is saying, hey, you know, I just want you guys to know this is probably going to, I'm probably going to look standoffish, but this is just how I process information. This is how I learn. And mm-hmm. I will say, you know, even at my old age, I'm I'm really stepping into that, especially now being in this mostly vir- virtual environment where the way that I process information, you know, I can't always respond on a dime in a meeting. You know, I have to say, you know what, I need some time to really like read and absorb this and then I will come back to you instead of just sitting there and being silent, which can be obviously, especially being on Zoom, can be construed as standoffish and not engaged, not interested. And so, you know, not saying that I'm working overtime to address that, but I just I want to be upfront and just like, let's cut out all the, you know, assumptions and just say, hey, just want to let you guys know this is how I'm processing this. So I'll come back to you um, after I've had time to really sit with this. Okay. So our second tip is you don't have to be best friends with everyone. So I have a lot that I could say about this, but I want to hear what um, <laughs> you, Aaliyah and Kayleen have to say, because this is, this is one that gets people hung up a lot. It's so hard because the human thing to do mm-hmm. is like everyone needs to like me to an extent. And like the thing is, like everyone has such a different personality at work, especially in a working environment because it's just people from everywhere, you know, working in the same spot. And if you are 
authentically yourself, like there's probably not going to be everyone that you click with. Like, you know, it's like, it's just too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is also like for people who have like, you know, maybe tend to do a more people pleasy nature is tougher. But I think it's so important to know that like, it's fine if you just have a colleague relationship with some people. So, you know, the thing that's important about this and Aliyah, I think you started out the episode talking about this where, you know, in an effort to connect with people, you feel like you have to, in some instances, you know, share more than maybe you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with. And, you know, that can, that can push people away as opposed to bringing them in. But the, the fact of the matter is there are things that you can really only trust a certain group of people with, especially within a work environment. So it's important to, you know, as Kayleen was saying, it's important to really observe and observe that human nature and observe the people that you connect with, the people who seem to be on the same frequency as you in terms of values and the way that they handle things. And let that guide how you and who you connect with within the workplace. When you have especially like really close friendships at work, you end up having to balance these two really different um, relationships, but Mm -hmm. with the same person. And I think that can get, especially if you're working hand in hand on a lot of things that just can get so messy and weird. And not to say that everyone should have, you know, you're there. We always talk about like the work wife and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I feel like when I was younger, like I I definitely wanted to be friends with everyone. We, you know, Mm -hmm. go out after work. And then as I got older, I was like, uh, you know, maybe that's not the best idea. We don't all need to be best friends. And and in fact, sometimes I think you do work better with, I mean, Aaliyah is my very best (laughs) friend. Um, (laughs) But no, I I think, I think it's easier to work together and and, and it's kind of nice because then you just like check in with each other and you have like Mm -hmm. separate lives and different experiences. Yeah. I I mean, you just have to like ask yourself, like, do I want every single person in my department or company knowing my personal stuff? Like my friend would know. Like imagine balancing all the friendships you have already. It's like, you know, it takes a lot of time, but imagine balancing two types of relationships with the same person, like the way you behave professionally at work. And then you're also best friends with that. Like it's, it's, it starts to blur Mm -hmm. the lines a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I think this actually relates to our next point, (laughs) which Kayleen will share. (laughs) Our third tip is to set boundaries. I feel like we've been talking about this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, especially in Mm -hmm. COVID times where companies don't have boundaries and people aren't setting boundaries for themselves. I know personally this morning I had to to use all of my might not to um, because I like to get like so I've been doing the Instagram now while Lauren's on maternity leave. And that's the first thing I like to do in the morning just to have it done. But I was like, I'm not doing this until I'm like until I spent like a half an hour, like at least not doing anything Mm -hmm. else. So it's I mean, the boundaries are. I find really hard to set with myself, but that's where it has to yeah. start. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, it feels like there's no time. Anyone can send anything at any point right now. And it's so hard, especially when you're on these platforms like Zoom or whatever, and people are literally looking inside your home. Yes. And it's just like, okay, that's already like so difficult to maintain and a stress on you actually. Um, but I think that it's so important to set boundaries. But yeah, Kayleen, like you were saying, this is like I feel like our advice for anything mm. in the past like year is like also set a boundary about this. But I think this is more about like 
you know, the difference between oversharing, Kia, as you were mentioning yeah. um, earlier, or just being vulnerable and authentic. It's it's a fine line, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I will just say, you know, kind of the three A to this is to set and keep those boundaries because it's so easy to blur the lines because you want Mm -hmm. to, you know, you may not want to rock the boat or maybe the situation, it feels tense and you may want to be, you know, the peacekeeper. And sometimes, and this kind of ties with tip number one of knowing yourself and knowing your values. Like, okay, if I blur my boundary lines for this, am I going to beat myself up later? Am I going to, is this going to set me back? for, you know, all the different ways that we can set ourselves back. Is this going to, is this going to hurt me if I blur this boundary line? So, you know, as Kayleen said, yes, the boundaries start with you and you can set and you can blur and destroy them, but be really clear of what happens if I blur this boundary? What happens if I overshare, if I am too vulnerable, if I really let people in to what's happening right now could this potentially come back and bite me later? Mm-hmm. I think it's actually really a lot easier to break one of your own boundaries sometimes than it is to like keep mm-hmm. it. Let's say it's getting an email at 1230 in the morning and, and, and dealing with it right away because it gives you anxiety. You're like in bed and you're like, I'm not going to sleep mm-hmm. unless I deal with this and email my boss back. And it's like it's easier to do that for for yourself, but, but long-term you're doing yourself actually a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like so much of this is specifically with like the work hours. I think (laughs) like that's the easiest boundary that we can think of, but it really is a reflection of your authentic self. Like if you are a working parent and you need to log off by a certain time, like that is being authentic to yourself as like a multifaceted individual who doesn't just work like that to me is like setting your own boundaries and then hopefully keeping it (laughs) and having your organization respect it. It's a whole nother other thing. (laughs) Okay. So our fourth and final tip is to recognize that racism is embedded in our institutions. So this is a heavy one, which I think we've, again, has been brought up a lot in the past year. And I think this is that feeling that many like people of color experience going into an office sometime of needing to switch their entire personalities or not behaving like a certain type of way because, you know, all of a sudden it'll be projected on your entire race Mm -hmm. or especially if you are one of your only race or whatever it is, all of a sudden all of your, I don't know, actions have such a heavy weight and it's harder to be your authentic version of yourself if you have all this judgment weighing on you on top of everything else at your work. You know, you said this, Aaliyah, and I'm just going to use the actual term code switching as a black woman who navigates mostly white spaces. Like my whole career has been in a predominantly white working culture. And, you know, and there is double and triple duty that I have done historically of, okay, how black am I going to be? You know, how much of myself am I going to bring to this situation knowing that I have, you know, I have multiple eyes on me for all the reasons that, you know, are not right, but it's it's the the way that our systems have been set up. It's the way that our institutions have been set up. And I mean, the things that have been said to me 
said about me throughout my career, looking back, you know, at the time, because code switching wasn't a term in the, you know, in the late 90s and early Mm -hmm. 2000s when I was having my first jobs. And I remember um, I was in a situation and, you know, I thought I was just being me, right? Like, and one of my colleagues, I said something, I don't remember what I said, but she was like, oh, Kia, you just got real black right then. And I was like, but aren't I black? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, what is, what does, what does that, what does mean, that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't remember changing myself, but I remember really looking at that person and my entire company completely differently, but I had to keep, I kept it to myself. I kept it to myself because I was like, Hmm, who else can I talk to about this? Who else would understand? So yeah, there is, there layers upon layers with regard to this particular uh, issue. Mm -hmm. And our fourth tip is, you know, to say, to recognize this, because I think some people could be listening to this and say like, well, I don't feel comfortable being my authentic self or I don't even know what that looks like. And I think that is this is just to remind you that like this is something that's bigger than just, Mm -hmm. you know, you personally. And then it's really unfortunate. But I think if you are a person of color and have been in a predominantly white workspace, like you have experienced this at some at some point. Yeah, we have a contributor, um, Sierra Graham, who writes on this quite a bit. Um, I, her career is in education, and she says she's basically been navigating white spaces for forever. So she's been writing about that. And spoiler alert, she recently switched to a workplace where she has all black leadership. And I've been like trying to respectfully be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear mm-hmm. how different it's been. But um, she did recently write about it. So that'll be coming up. And it's I hate to admit that it's eye-opening, but obviously it really is. She wrote a piece recently about cultivating Black leadership, and it never occurred to me about, I mean, I've heard about Black hair being contentious, but it just seems so stupid to me, I guess, or or Black bodies in the office, like what you're wearing, whether someone's going to comment on your mm-hmm. body, which is gross. Ugh, mm-hmm. I just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is also like, if you realize that you like, I don't know, am I doing everything I can to have like a, an environment of belonging? And I, I hope many companies now are taking that much more seriously, but we'll see. <laughs> yes. Time will, time will tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So just to recap our tips for staying authentic at work, our first tip is um, to know yourself. So ask yourself how Um, When are the moments that I don't feel authentic and why do I feel that way? Our second tip is you don't have to be best friends with every single person. Our third tip is to set boundaries. And our fourth tip is to recognize that racism is embedded in our institutions. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and you can even share future topics you want us to cover. They really help our show ratings and that means the females will get recommended more often to new listeners. And if you're in need of some extra interpersonal skills training, check out Career Contessa's online course, Interpersonal Communication 101. In this course, you'll learn the 12 crucial interpersonal communication skills that every person needs to succeed and excel at work. We'll link to that in the show notes. And last but not least, head to my website to get my free mini course on overcoming your fears.